Parent Reform. Reforming the parent, transforming the child. Welcome to the Parent Reform Podcast. Our mission is to inspire, encourage, and equip you to raise your children for the glory of God. No. Now there's a powerful little word. And many parents report that no is the first word that their child learned to speak. Even before mama or dada, it was no. And they report that that word no was not used as a response to a question like, would baby like some more food or would baby like to get down or would baby like a toy? And the response being, no, thank you. No, it's more of no in a defiant kind of a way. Sometimes it's playfully delivered. But even in the playful delivery of that no, it's pretty clear that there's a defiant element to it. In fact, some mothers report being heartbroken that their child's first word was no, and it was a defiant no. But I think that as a child is learning to interact with her world, that they discover that mama and dada are powerful words because when they say those words, they see their parents reacting and they see the parents being glad. But when a child learns to say no, especially in a defiant way, they really see mom and dad react. And I think that they feel empowered. And I think that's why they latch on to saying no. And it feels like such a fun game to say no. And the more defiantly they say it, the more of a response they get from the parents, which makes it all the more fun. So with that as a backdrop, I want to tell a little story. So Mary and I were recently shopping. We were in a craft store and we were walking down the aisles and Mary was looking for some Christmas decorations. And I was just sort of along for the ride. And so there was many shoppers in this store. And as I turned the corner, pushing a cart, Mary was somewhere ahead of me. I entered an aisle and it was a pretty crowded aisle. And I just glanced up the aisle and I noticed who was there. And to my left, I saw was a dad, young dad, pushing his cart. And the cart was empty except for in the deep end of the cart sat his son, probably five years old, certainly no older than six. And he was sitting calmly in the cart and he was looking down, looked like he was fiddling with something. Maybe it was a tablet computer or a phone or a toy. I'm not sure. I just caught a glimpse. So I steered away so that I could pass him on the right side. And just as I passed, I heard something. And what I heard was the dad saying to his son in a very calm but very firm voice, don't tell me no. It wasn't a request. It wasn't a plea. It was not a suggestion for his consideration. It was a very firmly delivered, don't tell me no. And we were just about even when I heard that. I glanced back over just in time to see this boy look down back to whatever it was that he was fiddling with in his lap. There was no argument. There was no battle. Just sort of resignation and moving on. And the dad, firm, calm, resolute, he was not going to tolerate Junior telling him no. And there was no more discussion. That was the end of the dialogue. It was a brief little scene. That's all I heard. I had no idea what the dad had said to his son that his son didn't like. I'm not sure why he told his dad no. And I didn't even hear the boy tell his dad no. It must have been quiet because I was close enough that I would have heard it in the aisle. All I heard was the dad say, don't tell me no. And as we passed each other in opposite directions, they went their way and I went mine. I kept thinking about what just had happened, what I heard, what I saw. So I want to share with you some things that have occurred to me around this little vignette, some things that I've been thinking about. First, I want to share some observations about this dad. 
He seemed like a good dad. He seemed like a dad that was tending to his son. He was freeing up the mom to shop by herself. He was calm. He seemed to be in the moment with his son. Though the son was occupied with fiddling with whatever it was that was in his lap, he seemed content. As I said, I have no idea what led up to Junior telling his dad no, but he apparently was somehow asserting himself over his son. And good parents do that. They lead and they assert themselves. And he did it quietly and calmly. Because if he had done something really loud and boisterous or commanded in a loud voice, I would have heard it. But there was nothing loud or distracting about this interchange that led up to to his son saying, don't tell me no. The dad delivered the rebuke to his son firmly and with calm confidence. There was no hostility or anxiety in his voice. He wasn't annoyed. He just delivered a calm rebuke to his son. And it was clear that he expected no pushback from his son. The moment came and it went, and there was no drama at all. And now, observations about the son. Well, he was behaving well. He was sitting quietly in the cart, and he was entertaining himself. Yet still, he was capable of rebelling against whatever it was without a fuss that his dad had told him. Little though he was, he was not afraid to defy his much larger father. And once rebuked, he gave up, and he submitted. The battle was over. The superpower had won. And afterwards, this little boy was back to peace. He was contented again as they rolled away. I was blessed to see this little drama play out. What a good dad. What a blessed son. So I was thinking about bigger applications of what I had seen. I've been thinking about this little impression for a couple of days now, that the dad's delivery of such a simple phrase of don't tell me no, there was such profundity found inside of that craft store aisle. Mary was looking for Christmas decorations, and I was there just because she was. She got what she was looking for. I got something I wasn't looking for. Encouragement from a dad doing his job. And deeper insights from meditating on God's Word. I would love to share with you some of the thoughts on this. I hope it encourages and blesses you as it did me. So, where is the issue? Is there anything inherently wrong with saying no to someone? Well, I think it depends on who is saying it to whom. It's okay for the authority to say no to the subordinate. More than okay, it's often necessary, very necessary, and it must be done. In fact, this is often a very loving act. Saying no to your charge is like a shepherd who says no to a sheep that's going astray. For the good of the sheep, the sheep does well to heed the shepherd's no's. His very life may depend on it. On the other hand, it is not okay for the subordinate to defy the authority with a no to instructions. In this case, it's rebellion. Think of the sheep telling the shepherd no to his correction. It's a rejection of his leadership, his position, and his authority. It's a declaration of independence from one not capable of being independent. Like that son, the five-year-old in the cart, who tries to declare his independence from his parents, from his dad. He doesn't know how badly that would really work out for him if his parent allowed it. The thought of an emancipated five-year-old is totally ridiculous. He is not ready for being on his own. No way. But he thinks he is, strangely. And so as I've thought about this, it's dawned on me, is this not actually a larger, more general truth? One that is so very fundamental to humanity. How right it is for God to tell us no. And how wrong it is for us to tell God no. Or rather, to tell Him, don't tell me no. Think about it. Eight of the Ten Commandments are stated in the negative. You know, thou shalt not this, thou shalt not that. 
And when we defy those, are we not, in fact, telling God no? And there are plenty of other no instructions to humanity throughout the Bible. How often do we rebel against those no's? How many ways do we communicate to God, don't tell me no? When Adam and Eve ate of the forbidden fruit, were they not, in effect, telling God no to his commandment? They were actually saying, don't tell me no. When God judged their sin, was he not, in effect, telling them, don't tell me no? When the subordinate says it, it's wrong. It's rebellion. When Adam and Eve says, don't tell me no, or tells God no, it's rebellion and it's wrong. When the authority, when God says it, it's righteous. It's loving. God forbade the eating of that fruit. It was an act of loving kindness. He gave them everything else in the garden. He denied them nothing but only one thing. And that one thing was the one thing that would harm them. And to that one command, they said, no. In fact, they said, don't tell me no. How tragic for humanity. So let me bring this back to parenting. Parent, you are the authority and your kids are the subordinates. It's not the other way around. You're in charge. So for your sanity and the sake of your children, act that way. Just like this dad in that aisle, it was pretty clear he was in charge and the little boy was not. Parent, everyone is under authority, including you. So in your church, submit to the leadership in the church. And on the job, submit to your boss and to your company's policies. We're all under governmental authorities. And God tells us in the Bible that all of those are instituted by his commandment and under his authority. There is no authority given except given by heaven. So to the government officials, do you submit to their authority? And in the marriage, wives, you're commanded to be subject to your husbands as the church is to be to Christ. And church, we're to submit to the headship of Christ and the authority of his word. Be sure you live up to the standard that you set. Expect nothing of your children that you do not expect of yourself. Otherwise, you'll be like a totalitarian regime. A dictator expects full submission and compliance and yet yields to no one. Such hypocrisy. Do you expect your children to respect authority when you don't? How do you speak of leaders outside of your home? The president, the pastor, your husband, your boss. And if you don't speak poorly of them, how about what's in your heart when it comes to authority? Children are surprisingly perceptive to this kind of duplicity. In fact, if you find your children defy you often and they do it boldly, it could be because they see your example. Are you showing them the way when it comes to defiance and the saying of, don't tell me no? So parents, don't tolerate defiance in your children when they tell you no to your rules and no to your leadership. Understand, of course, it's natural. It's what sinners do. So don't be surprised, shocked, or offended when it happens, because it inevitably will happen from time to time. Just don't tolerate it. Even that cute little baby who wants to play the no game, don't laugh at it in front of the child. It is cute, and it's hard not to laugh sometimes. But keep in mind that when you laugh at a child defying you, even at a very young age, or wink at it, it sets a terrible precedent, and it'll make your job harder as they get older. Next, you don't have to say okay to a child who says, don't tell me no. They may not use those words, but the message gets delivered loud and clear in many, many ways, some verbal and some non-verbally. Look for it. Look for the ways that your child tells you no or tells you don't tell me no. And just as it's natural for a child to rebel, it's natural for you to overrule it and to quell it, just like that dad did in that store, quite dispassionately, and quite effectively. 
It was clear to both of those parties who was in charge and who would win. You can do the same. Now, from the child's perspective, this child in the cart was being trained. The dad had clear expectations for conduct, and he was holding that child to it. Yet, the child tested his boundaries. Dad pushed back to the expectations, but the child tested them to be sure. Sometimes children, when they're in different environments, maybe at home he wouldn't dream of doing that, but when they're out in a crowded store with lots of people around, perhaps the child thought, I think I'll just test this boundary to see if it holds here, to see if there's some exception. The dad showed him very clearly that no, there are no obedience-free zones, even in a craft store. So for this dad, his expectation for his child is, you do not say no to me, period. Incident over. So let's think about this incident again. First, the child was content in the cart, and then he became discontent. And the dad defied his rebellion, and then the child returned to contentment and silence. Wonderful, as it should be. Things are going to happen. There's going to be incidents. Children will rise up and defy their parents, and the parents should deal with that defiance, and the child will submit if the parent stands resolute and firm. Don't underestimate the value of watching these little moments of parenting. And also, be prepared that a child will test his limits and his boundaries in new environments and under new circumstances. How many parents have I heard say, I can't believe that my child did that. They've never done that before. Well, that's because often children will try new things. They develop and they grow. They they develop confidence. And, and in that confidence, they often grow in defiance. So I'd like to leave you with some last thoughts here. First, don't underestimate the value of watching the little moments in parenting. Just like this little vignette of this child and dad in the store. Think about what is being communicated by you and your children. Those messages that are transmitted through word and deed. Messages that go from the child to the parent, from the parent to the child, and for siblings from child to child. Think about the deeper meaning of these interactions. What's said, but more importantly, perhaps, is what's not said. What things are unsaid. Think about your mindset. What are your expectations of your interactions with your kids? Do you hold yourself and your kids to those expectations, even in the little things? And remember, the little things are the pathway to the bigger things. We are always training our children, even in the small ways, day to day. Thank you for listening. We hope you found this podcast helpful as you seek to parent your children well for the glory of God. For more information about Parent Reform, please visit our website at parentreform.com. There you'll find more parenting resources. You can also sign up for our newsletter and Q&A emails. 